This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up. Hello, and welcome to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Bermudez, and on this show, we bring you the latest Chargers news. We preview and review every Chargers game, and we bring you the first of an immaculate set of interviews to hype everyone up for the biggest game in Chargers history so far, because we've never played the Raiders on week one. The hype is massive, and this is going to be an incredible hype week to get going. And I have someone very special for you all to talk about from over the pond. It is David Drogemeyer. How are you, my friend? Oh, I am. For this season, the Chargers have done a lot of quality work the last two off seasons. The first priority was let's make sure we have the offensive line fixed for the golden boy, Justin Herbert. And, you know, they tried to make the defense work. Obviously, you know, that did not uh, really work out because they didn't really have the type of person and the type of defense that Brandon Staley needed to run. And that's why this off season, Brandon, everyone, Hey, we're going to go out there and we're going to fix the defense. And that's exactly what they did. And it was in a very deliberate uh, and a very specific needs that they had on the defensive side and I think that's why there is a lot of reason to be excited about what this 2022 Chargers team is capable of doing this season so I've seen a lot of what you've done you guys are really positive like loads of energy really seem to be excited for the for the season you know I've I've only been a Chargers fan since 2008 when I discovered the NFL and I've had nothing but misery. I've never seen the good times. So convince me, <laughs> why is it not going to be the same old Chargers this year? Yeah, well, the reason why it's not going to be the same old Chargers this year is number one, Justin Herbert is absolutely and he is one of the most talented quarterbacks that we've seen in the last 25 years. There's really not much that he can't do. He's 235 pounds, just depending on who you ask. This guy can throw on the run he, in a clean pocket. He can throw when people are in his face. He has an incredible array of skill position players to catch the football from. He has a high-quality offensive line, which is not a given when you're talking a lot of very, very bad offensive lines. This unit is a top 10, maybe even top 7 unit in the NFL, and that's because because of the amount of resources they poured into it. And it's something they've neglected for a very, very long time. That hinged, and it all starts up top with your head coach, Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley is a guy that's very easy to believe in. He's very easy to listen to because this guy seems genuine. And the reason why he seems genuine is because the person that talks about Brandon Staley talks about him in the same light and in the same reverence. People all appreciate him. They all respect him. They all understand how incredibly intelligent he is, but he's not the type of guy that how intelligent he is. It's just understood. People know this. So continuity from the leadership, having Justin Herbert in the second year of an offense for the first time since he basically started playing college football, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is going to ha- be able to help Justin Herbert not have to overcome 28 points a game that last year's defense was given up are all reasons why you should be extremely excited about what the chart. You know, it's going to be an incredible year. You've got me there. You know how, do you know how excited I am? 
I've, I've just jinxed our entire franchise for this season because just before you joined, I was in a fantasy draft. And yes, I went and picked up Justin Herbert as my yes, quarterback. Sir. I don't, you know what? He, he's just too exciting. You can't help but root for him and watch him. Um, so I'm right there with you. I, and, and you know what? I think we've got the right kind of leader. We've got an analytical leader, a guy who takes it seriously and analyzes the, the play of our opposition and how to beat them and come up with victories. And I think this is the year. I'm not, I've never been convinced on Tom Telesco. I like the guy. I think this, if, if we don't have a deep playoff run, it could be the end of his tenure. I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to get there. We're going to get deep. But I'm interested. You know, I'm a relatively new Chargers fan in the history of the, of the club. You're not. You know, you've supported them yeah. a lot longer than I have. And you're excited. How does this season compare? What's your most favorable memory of the Chargers? And how far are we away from that memory? Yeah, well, as far as like just talent that the, the Chargers have accumulated, have to go back to the 0506 area. You know, that that's when the Chargers went 14 and 2 and and had an absolute all-star team on both sides of the ball. It just it it didn't matter. You know, you had you had guys like Sean. You had uh, Antonio Gates, you know, in the beginning of his career where he was absolutely toasting every single <laughs> linebacker safety and corner that was trying to cover him. You had Philip Rivers uh, with dimes. And of course, you had Ladanian Tomlinson, who literally <laughs> set the NFL record for touchdowns scored in a season, but they fell short in the playoffs. You know, they were a team that was really a world beater. They were destroying teams, and it was not even close. So you felt really good about the Chargers and what they were going to do in the playoffs. You felt like it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to get to the Super Bowl. And obviously, you know, we know in retrospect, feel like that this year. I feel like this team, talent-wise, rivals what they had back in that era, and that is extremely, extremely high praise because that team, like I said, went 14-2. and two. I'm not going to say... This year is going to go 14 to 14 and two uh, because obviously they don't play 16 games anymore. <laughs> they play 17, but I will say that this team right here is capable of beating any single team in the end on their schedule. But obviously they got to show up on Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, strap it up <laughs> and go play. Yeah, and I'm so excited. I didn't realize until today that it's the first time in Chargers history we've played the Raiders in the first game of the season. What a way to bloody... He's out there by Chris Harry, right? My goodness. Oh, absolutely incredible. Um, and it's going to be a really tough AFC West division. I'm really looking forward to seeing what Devontae Adams brings into the AFC West. Um, for me, yeah. who do you think... Do you think the Raiders could challenge? Do you think the Chiefs remain our main competitor? Where do you think the AFC West will fall and settle as we get into the games? Yeah, so I think if we're just starting off with the Raiders, the Raiders have a lot of question marks, especially on their offensive line. I think, honestly, if you have who their starting offensive line is and, and going into week one of the NFL season and you not knowing 100% who your offensive line is, isn't is a disaster. That, that, that's just something that you cannot have. How are we still at this point and you don't know? Back, that's uh, That seems like something that is very very concerning and also you know they're just, they're just very young as well obviously Devonte adams is fantastic and he's going to make his place he's going to get his catches uh, chandler jones some decent pass rushers no question about it chandler jones has very slept uh, slept on in his career and he's been very very productive for very many years but he is aging he's getting older and he signed a big deal and i don't know 
in his career where the production and the value and the contract are not going to match up in his favor. I think he's going to be on a decline here. Um, the team that gives me the, the most um, you know, uns- now is the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos now have a quarterback that can actually get the ball to some very talented wide receivers, and they've always had a tough defense. The Chiefs are concerning, but they lost Tyreek Hill, and I think I don't know many people people can quantify. There were so many different situations where Tyreek Hill bailed Patrick Mahomes out. A lot of the scramble plays, a lot of, a lot of the backyard football plays, you're not going to hit that this year. And coach, the Raiders having a new head coach, uh, they're going to have to take some time to be able to gel. I think the continuity there with the Chargers at the coach and with the Chiefs, with Andy Reid, uh, those are the two teams still that I feel two in the division and for me i think the chargers have the more the more talented roster if they stay healthy i believe they are the afc west champions this year oh mate i'd love to see it first time would it be for me and the main things i'm looking forward to are those divisional matchups i think the afc west is such a premium appointment television oh it's going to be incredible you know it's a bit like i'd like to say are are you a padres fan like i am i am yep yeah Mm -hmm. you know and it should be Padres Dodgers should be as good as Chiefs Chargers. It isn't because the Padres are <laughs> disappointing as hell. Yeah. Juan Soto, thanks for ruining my fantasy season this year. <sighs> um, Man. But, you know, this is the. I, I'm sorry to say you may not have come across some of, some of my takes, but I can be the voice of pessimism and the voice. I, I predicted a Herbert sophomore slump. I had yeah. to eat my hat because of that. I, I, I like to be proven <laughs> wrong. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I don't see that many weaknesses on the Chargers roster. I see depth. Uh, more so, uh, Tom Klesko's biggest failing for me was the inability to get good quality depth and a good hundred percent. Yeah, and and I think we're starting to see that coming through. And you know, we're not just seeing him going in with Anthony Lynn or Mike McCoy and a hammer for Christ's sake. So it's more exciting. Where is the Chargers' biggest weakness? Do you see that being on the O line, or is there some other glaring hole, or do they not have one? Yeah. No, they have a couple of holes. They have some things that you need to be concerned about, um, but it's not a lot. Uh, I mean, the top to bottom, you know, I think you feel really good. These players, I think obviously the the biggest issue of the offseason was the right tackle position. And we've seen some improvement from Trey Pipkins and Storm Norton. I think they are better players this year than they were last year. Um, and I do feel like Trey did separate himself a little bit. Uh, I think he was just a little bit more consistent with his past sets throughout preseason camp. And that's why he did win that job. And I also feel like the Chargers are going to be in much better position able to scheme that up appropriately from the beginning. I think they'll be able to know what he needs help with, when he's going to need help with that, and they're going to have running backs and tight ends to be able to help and chip when they feel like that. A big question mark, though, because, hey, you saw two games of Trey Pipkins last year that were fantastic. I mean, he was truly an impact player on the offensive line. But you need to show me consistency this season. If you want, and this is a very rare opportunity, there are not a lot of, of people out there that get this chance to be a starter in the NFL. So this is his chance to be able to take this opportunity, an opportunity that when he was drafted, nobody, Number one, knew who he was. And number two, when they saw him on the field, thought that he was capable of being a starter in the league because he had a lot. Mm-hmm. He's great, good athleticism, and he's always been a pretty good run blocker. 
time started to really put together his game. I like the fact that he was working on his game on his own without any kind of people trying to tell him to do that. He understood the, the, the opportunity in front of him, and I feel like he to be able to maximize his ability executing that role for the Chargers this year. I'm he's going to do. And also the linebacker position, I think, is a little bit of a concern as well on defense. You have Kenneth Murray coming back from an injury, another in career for Kenneth Murray. So I just want to see what the guy can do when he's fully healthy. And I don't think we've seen that in any in his NFL career. So I want to see that. I am I'm, I'm higher on Troy Reader, I think, than some other people. I really like what I've seen out of him. He looks most of the time he has a very intimate knowledge of the defense and I think that's something of a theme see all the additions pretty much every level you have guys that have experience um, in this daily defense before that's going to help the other guys around them come up to speed and that's really something they've struggled a lot with but yeah the linebacker position on defense besides that the Chargers have quality depth at most other positions and very very high-end talent uh, at a lot of positions as well yeah, it's going to be something. Do you know what, though? I, I, I made a few enemies on Chargers Twitter. It's, it's, easy, it's very easy to do. But I said, we don't need a wide receiver. I know you will want speed, taking the top off. No, no, I'm happy sticking with Jalen uh, Guyton. I'm happy with that. And um, I saw this glaring hole at linebacker. I thought, you cannot go in a Super Bowl run and stick injured, underperforming Murray next to coming off an injury tranquil and think you're going to win the Super Bowl. I just don't yeah. see it. However, I understand... It's not as that as an important position in the Staley D, I'm told. And right. I also think that, the, like you say, he's brought in Reader, who I, I'm high on him like you. He, I think he's brilliant in the Staley uh, scheme on defense. You've got Van Noy to add some flexibility. Yes. We brought Van Noy is, ma- is massive. It's massive. Of course it is. So we've brought in these pieces. So he clearly, I wanted to draft something, someone young and exciting, but I think... Telesco is somewhat burnt because he ta- he failed with Manti Teo. He's failing again with Murray so far. And I think oh, he yeah. thought, no, 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 Let, let's just leave it. Who do you, who do you want Staley? I'll, I'll bring in some guys I trust. And I think that is the better way forward for me. Um, and, I agree. And I, I, I've always liked Trey Pipkins more than most people. Um, I've, I've seen him play. He had a game against the Broncos. I can't remember if it was his rookie season and he played really well. He moved across the left tackle one game. Yeah, it was and thrust into a, the starting lineup a lot yes. sooner than people thought he would have to be. And I yeah. thought he he did all right, and he's gone. He's got you know his performances vary dramatically, and I'd like to see more of the good stuff. But I trust the back office staff to to coach him up and get him help. And it can't be any worse than that Raiders game with Storm. Well, Morton. and hey, well, something I, I just want to point out: you just yeah. said you trust in the current coaching staff to be able to develop him. That's yeah. not something we've been able to see or be able to say for the last three or four head coaches, the Chargers and their staff. We did not see a lot of development out of the young players. And that's something I think ever since Brandon Staley and his team got here, you've seen players grow and get better. And I think that's what you want. Yeah. I No, no, no. I'd rather watch Mike McCoy with his hands in his head, losing another 99%. Malibu <laughs> milk toast McCoy. Oh, yes. <laughs> Do you know what? We've had some depths. I've, I, I've had less time, but I think I've got deeper depths than most Chargers fans over the years. I'm sure you've got some upsetting moments with Cromartie and the Jets and all that. But oh, I, my, I, my, 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 my fandom has been North Turner, Mike McCoy and Anthony Lynn. Just give me a break. Do you know what? I deserve it. I deserve a, tr- a tr- trophy. <laughs> so come on, who do you think 
are the big stars. Who's going to have the best breakout season? Even it could be a premium player, anyone on the roster. Who are you thinking is going to have this elite season? Yeah, I'll give you two. I'll, I'll give you two. One on defense, uh, I'm, I'm going Nazir Adderley. I think oh, Nazir Adderley has been really close. He's been close to picking off a lot of passes the last couple of years, especially last year where he really ratcheted up his physicality. I feel like he's really an incredibly intelligent player. You hear that when you hear other people, other players talk about Nas and he has the physical ability. He has the speed. And now I think he has the intimate knowledge of the defense and he truly understands where he needs to be. And he trusts the talent around him and the talent around him is going to elevate his level of play. Whenever you have, Good secondary players, they're only made better by quality pass rush. And now that you have Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa teaming up to get after the quarterback and Sebastian Joseph Day in the middle pushing the pocket from the middle, I think you're not going to have guys have to cover as long. You're going to have a lot of rush throws. You're going to have a lot of errant throws. And I think Nas being comfortable and also on that steady incline, you're going to see a breakout season where I could see four or five interceptions from Nas this season, which that is a breakout because he's never had more than one in any given season. And then my guy on offense here is Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett, I think Gerald Everett is going to absolutely break out. He has not had more than 48 receptions in a season and no more than, you know, 480 passing receiving yards and only four touchdowns. I feel like last year, Jared Cook had 70 plus targets. And we know that Justin Herbert likes to use the tight ends. So I think with Gerald Everett's yak ability, his ability to break tackles and really create extra yards in space and Justin Herbert's inclination to target his tight ends are a very you know good slew of reasons why Gerald Everett is going to be a breakout candidate for the Chargers offense this season. John, I love that. I haven't heard that. That's the first time I've heard ever. And I think we we take the signing for granted. He's come in. He's a steady pair of hands. He's been ignored in fantasy. We've been discussing fantasy this week. And, um, you know, I I really like that that take. For me, I think, you know, we have to acknowledge that the wide receivers, they they miss games at times. And they're getting older. They're they're veterans in the league now. Um, Oh, Keenan, yeah. Yeah, Keenan, yeah, that's true. Um, But Palmer... I've, I've loved Palmer since the moment he was drafted. I don't tend to enjoy mid-round picks that Telesco makes. I, I've have petitioned. Well, it's pretty hard to. <laughs> There's been a lot yeah. of bad yeah. mid-round picks. Mate, Craig, Craig Mager is elite. Just, just no one sees it. Who? Um, <laughs> um, but you know, Palmer to me looks like a steal. A guy that could step up and produce. I've stashed him in deeper leagues in the fantasy world, um, and I, I just trust him. I trust him coming off that bench. Uh, coming in for an injury, a change of a change of lineup on, on, on as a wide receiver. So um, it's easy to trust him because mm-hmm. he all he does is work. You know, ever since he got drafted from the Chargers, he was there before practice. He was there after practice, catching passes from Justin Herbert every single day. And when you deposit that those good practices and that extra time with your quarterback and with your offense, it's going to pay off. Luck. Luck is, is a figment of the imagination. Luck is, is manifested by hard work. Mm-hmm. And Josh Palmer's hard work and his naturality, his great hands, strong hands, only had one drop last all of last season. A guy who's a good contested catch guy, a very smooth route runner, learning from one of the best in the NFL and Keenan Allen. This guy is definitely ready and primed to break out. And I think he's really one of the only receivers where you can say, I trust Josh Palmer if Mike or Keenan goes down 
to be able to keep giving me the production that I need. No, I, I couldn't agree more. It's an exciting season. I love the energy you bring, the positivity. It would be very easy to, for me from a sporting, all my teams suck, and the Chargers are the shining light that are going to deliver for us this season. I can't wait, hopefully, to speak to you again and, and celebrate something maybe next season about w when we finally get a ring for our franchise. Absolutely, um, man. I'd be more than happy oh, to jump back on that'd when be that amazing. happens. Uh, you know, it's been, it's been great to meet you. But before we finish, I want to hear a little bit about you and your podcast. Where can our listeners find you? What do you do? Awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, yeah, you can find me uh, Monday through Friday on the Locked On Chargers podcast. Um, pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, you name it. We are there. Also on video on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, Locked On Chargers. And for, of course, you can find me on my Twitter account at DrotalkSD. You can find my partner, Daniel Wade, on Twitter as well, Dan Talk Sports. Uh, we, uh, love to interact with all Charger fans. If you got any questions or if you just want to to talk ball, we are always here and available and happy to do that. And it's going to be a great, great season. So make sure and check out our podcast every single day. And of course, stay plugged in here at Charged Up uh, as well. You know, they, these guys do great work. They're just getting started and they are only on the precipice of something very, very good. So it's going to oh, be that's, that's very really fun kind to of watch. You to say. Now, thank you for joining us, David, and everyone. It's an exciting week. We're gearing up full steam ahead towards beating the Raiders and getting revenge for disappointing into last season. Family, trust, and respect, as always. Family, trust, and respect. Bolt up. This is Rashawn Slater, first-round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up.